I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Don't push me because I'm close to the edge. These niggas trying to take my life. They fuck around and fuck around and fuck around and get killed. Ooh, and everybody was getting killed in season four of Game of Thrones. It's your girl, Davida Chanel, and I'm still all up in it. And I'm obviously quoting some of my favorite lyrics from rap songs because I feel like I'm out in these streets trying to keep my head because everybody in King's Landing and beyond (laughs) has been losing theirs. Oh my God, so many people died this season. I mean, in real life, we are going through a pandemic. A lot of people are losing their loved ones. Um, it's, it's a very desperate, horrible time. Um, lots of deaths, lots and lots of death. So naturally, I'd be watching a show where anybody could get it anytime. And that's, that's literally what's happening on Game of Thrones at this point. I have just finished season four. I'm in the season five and the hits don't stop coming. So So let's just get right into it. So many people died this season four (laughs) that I just wanted to pay homage to them and their memories. And I also wanted to focus on the first lyric I offered today. I'm not a killer, but don't push me. And in a lot of ways, these people who have been killed <laughs> were pushing buttons. So let's get started. We're going to start off with King Joffrey. Rest on, King Joffrey. You are gone. <laughs> we do not know who did it, but whoever it is, they deserve the applause. I have some theories. At first, I'm not going to lie, I thought that Daddy Lannister was behind it since nothing goes on without his authority. Obviously, we know that Littlefinger was a part of it. And obviously, you know, we obviously we know Marjorie's grandma was a part of it. But it is Game of Thrones. So I definitely think we're going to find out more to that plot and conspiracy to get rid of Joffrey. But whoever did it, I felt pushed too. So I understand. (laughs) I mean, maybe the person that did this is a bona fide killer because there are many of those in these Game of Thrones streets. But whoever did it, I just think they had a lot of heart. They like really stepped forward and did what we all wanted done. So kudos to them. Ooh, know who else we have to talk about? We got to talk about Locke. If we talking about you got killed by somebody who's not a killer, but you pushed them, Locke was pushing it. I mean, you sitting here pretending to be like so down for Jon Snow and going to have his back when you really was there trying to get Bran so that you could, you know, use that as a pawn to get you some. But what you didn't know is that while Bran is not a killer, don't push him because he have them powers and he could teleport to his friend. And that's exactly what he did. Pop that man, Nick. Rest on lock, you gone. (laughs) The biggest example of I'm not a killer, but don't push me. Well, sort of would have to be Liza, Lady Stark's sister. Now, Littlefinger is a killer. He down for whatever. Clearly, he has loose morals. (laughs) But in this situation, I really thought it was going to be Stanza because she was pushing Stanza. She was like, going to push Stanza out the window. Not a window. What is it? The flying trap. She was going to push Sansa out of this hole. I mean, it was kill or be killed in that situation. And I'm sorry. I just don't know how she thought Littlefinger was about her when he was clearly only in love with her sister. So, yeah, that was another one. Ooh, one of my least favorite deaths of season four (sighs) was Oberyn 
the Prince from Duran. First of all, I just really liked his modern approach to the times, like how he had women and men and all things in between. And he had this kind of sexiness to him as he walked around. But I got to admit, I think that sexiness and that arrogance is what got him because he had won that fight. He really had won that fight. And if he had just stabbed him and left that like confession for another day, he would still be alive. But, you know, you know, I go on this show is kill or be killed. And in that moment, you know, he was doing so much talking that he wasn't aware that his opponent was still in the mix. Now, that dude looked like he about to be a Frankenstein, but uh, it is what it is. Now, one night in season four that really stood out to me was the night when the Night's Watch or the episode when the Night's Watch took on the wild men, the wildings and that whole scenario. And there were losses on both sides. Obviously, I rock with the Night's Watch because, you know, it is what it is. But I did like the wilding woman who had fallen in love with um, Jon Snow. So first, I'll talk about the Night Watch. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Pipe and, and Greer. You know, these guys that have been, you know, in the mix since Jon Snow went to the wall. Went to the wall and just people we really got to know. But they died like heroes because they died fighting a giant, you know. <laughs> they held the wall and that's all that we could ask. and Or they held the gate and that's all that you could ask people in a war to do. So they died with honor, in my opinion. And Ingrid, um, Jon Snow's boo, um, dude, she got got by a person, not a killer, but don't push him. You know, the wildlings went to Ali's house and killed his parents and then sent him to go tell that they had done so. So, you know, I'm sure he felt some kind of moral victory when it was his bow that, uh, or his arrow from his bow that, that got Ingrid. Um, obviously it was bittersweet for John, but he had to know that moment was going to come. Jojen died this, this season. And I don't know for sure who those creatures were that got him. Like they had characteristics that reminded me of the White Walkers, but they came up out of nowhere. So are they stone people? I don't know for sure, but sadly he didn't make it. But it seemed like he was ready for death. In fact, he was calling it in. He seemed like he sacrificed himself for whatever future Bran has. So that's interesting. Very sad. Now, this person, I think, died in season four. I have every reason to believe he's dead. And we're talking about the Hound. Obviously, he had the shoulder infection and that thing was going all bad. And then Brienne finds them and she tries to take Arya with her. And as awful as the Hound was, you know, he he really rode with and for Arya and to an extent Stanza. And I think he, I don't know, he was just a very interesting character. He's one of those characters who is... uh beyond the page he brought the actor who played this role brought so much to the character of the hound because it seems to me he's supposed to be like this brute just a down for whatever killer but he had such a soft spot for those spark those stark girls such a soft spot for the stark girls tongue twister but i think um the hound the way it ended it seems that he's gonna just be left to die and Arya, who has learned so much from him about the art of killing, 
she could have ended it really quick to his heart. But don't push her. You've been fucking with her this whole time. And while y'all did have a bond, like she don't, she didn't forget <laughs> what you did. So, you know, there's only so close they could be. So I feel by her walking away, that was her don't push me. Um, I'm not a killer, but don't push me moment because in essence, she killed him. She left him to die. That's what happened. She didn't kill him. She left him to die. And in that situation, I mean, I couldn't blame her. I couldn't blame her. But, I mean, this whole conversation and all those deaths <laughs> are no thing compared to this. I mean, let's start at the beginning. We meet Shay when Tyrion was out there, you know, fighting with the army, trying to get some experience in this whole, uh, you know, walked her way into his his tent and then found a place in his heart and um it puzzles me because i don't know if she died fully aware of how fucking stupid she was like come on everything this man did was to save her worthless ass life to put her on a pedestal so she could be a lady and in his attempt to save her life, to get her to save Harper, to get her somewhere where she would not be in the throes of the Lannister fuckery, he called her out of her name. Did he do this to hurt her? No, he did this to save her life. Did I think for a second that Tyrion thought Shay was a whore? No. But I also could see how scared he was and how, how fearful that his sister would get to her. He, he lived that so heavy. He told her about it from the beginning. And she seemed to get it. That's why in every episode before today, you never heard me say nothing bad about Shay. I really thought she was, she was a real one. But she wasn't. She was a hoe. She was a hoe that resorted to hoe-like tendencies. So this man made you mad with his words, and then you use your words to tear down everything? Everything? You gonna stand in front of his piss-poor-ass daddy and sister who you know have treated him horrible, who you, Shay, told him to rise up against, and you gonna stand in front of them and talk bad about them? And then, <laughs> the audacity... To be laying up in his daddy fucking bed talking about my lion. Then? It's more. Then when Tyrion walk in and he see you and your ass is caught, you grab a knife? So you gonna kill this man? I mean, I, I in general am a pretty good judge of character. And I do give people benefits of the doubt. Especially people who I think have the potential to become something great. I really believed all that for Shay. But no, she turned out to be just so fucking simple-minded. So simple-minded that she ended up pushing Tyrion to murder that ass. And I ain't mad at him. I'm not mad at him. And I'm also not mad that after that, he didn't stop. He went on ahead and caught his daddy. Daddy Lannister. Tywin Lannister. The big dog. There ain't nothing getting by him. He didn't push this man so fucking much that his son, his own son, he treated him like shit from the time he was born. He blamed him for his mother's death. He blamed him for being an 
imp. He allowed his sister Cersei to just treat him like a monster. And then he turned around and fucked his mama. So when Tyron got the chance, he took his shot. He not a killer, but don't push him. And he has showed us time and time again when they push him, mm, he come out swinging. And they think this little man is an imp, one to be doubted. I ain't doubting him. I'm with him. I mean, again, I do believe this show in season four was another reminder that anybody could get it at any time. But y'all, I'm confident. I really think that uh, the imp, the one with no skills, the weakest man among him, I think he's going to be still standing at the end. And I think he might even be in a good position. I think he's going to be higher off, higher up and better off than Cersei. Because Cersei ain't making no friends. I don't understand her, her game plan here. But we're going to have to see how it unfolds. Um, I am currently wrapping Christmas gifts because the holiday is just a couple of days away. But again, I, I had to check in and touch base with... Uh, <laughs> All the fuckery of season four. Again, while you out in these streets, while you dealing with people, just remember, people can only take so much. Our actions can sometimes, you know, or our reactions can force us into spaces and places we didn't, we didn't always know we had access to. And, you know, people can push you. And a good, sweet, kind person could become a murderer if you push them. So as you out and about and you talking to folks and you getting your point across, remember to treat people with the respect you'd like to be treated with. Because y'all, it's real out in these streets and anybody could get it at any time. It's your girl, Davita Chanel, and I hope that we are all up in it, all up in our homes, <laughs> safe spaces and houses, at least for the foreseeable future. This pandemic is real. COVID is real. Fuckery in these streets Street is, is real. real. So please stay safe, mask up, and get all up in it with me on the next episode. Thank you so much. It's your girl, Davita Chanel.